I'm Tanner Scott, and you are listening to E-Commerce Secrets to Scale. If you want to scale your e-commerce business, you've come to the right place because this podcast is all about hearing stories and strategies from successful entrepreneurs and e-commerce professionals to uncover scaling secrets that will have a huge impact on your online store. This week on the show, e-commerce business coach Alvin Narsi joins me to discuss how e-commerce stores can maximize their store cash flow. It's not a secret that having enough cash on hand can have a huge impact on your ability to grow or even survive in e-commerce. If you find yourself struggling with cash flow, this is the episode for you. Welcome to the show, Alvin. I'm really excited to have you. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yes, thank you for having me along, Tana. I'm super excited. So yeah, my name is Alvin. I am the retail business coach uh, that helps retailers improve their cash flow and profitability. Um, how did I get here? Uh, in my previous life, I used to be a pharmacist in Melbourne, Australia. And I bought and sold pharmacy-based businesses, which are retail bricks and mortar-based businesses for the past 15 or 16 years or so. And then, of course, the pandemic came and um, my wife and I, we decided to leave Australia and move to Germany. And um, so when I sold my last business, I was working with a business coach at the time. And uh, Glenn was asking me, like, so, Alvin, what are you going to do afterwards, right? You sold your business. I was like, I have no idea. And he suggested to me, you should be a coach, a business coach. I was like, man, really? And he, you know, we met up again for dinner one more time and he really made this impression upon me. And I was like, okay, so what am I going to coach? And he goes, well, just think about when you first got into business, you know, 15, 16 years ago, if you were to travel back in time, what would you have told yourself? So hence I've developed my coaching program um, to be basically like, you know, if I would have gone back and told my 26 year old self, when I got into business, Hey, make sure you sort these things out first, and then you can, you know, accelerate your, tra- your trajectory forward. This is what you should do. So that's what I'm doing now. So, um, awesome, man. That's a, that's a great story. So what, what would you tell yourself back then? You know, what advice would you give to yourself, you know, just getting into it now, knowing yes. what you know now? Absolutely. So, you know, like I was trained as a clinician, a pharmacist, I deal with patients and, you know, the same thing with most business owners, when they get into a business, they're not really trained in business. They've got some sort of technical aspect that they've studied at university or school. So what I would have found really useful would be to understand the fundamentals of running a business. And, you know, this is just beyond accounting, if you will. Um, So, you know, real basic things which are often overlooked. So things like understanding the numbers in your business, how to optimize your business for cash flow and how to drive profitability. So these are the things that I realized maybe, you know, three or four, five years into my business building career, because, you know, I was young, I was 26 when I was getting into, when I got into, bought my first business. And, you know, I was just super excited to, you know, start making money. And of course, the, the only thing I knew was to spend money on marketing and advertising and that kind of thing, which is great. It's still really important. However, I neglected the fundamentals. Like I didn't have any way of tracking my cash flow. I had no idea what my cash flow was. 
like what was profit i had no idea these things all i knew was just top line revenue just to keep going and nailing nailing that that amount that was being turned over in the business so that's the fundamentals of what i work with um clients with you know it's crazy how everyone has to go through that right when they start yes. a business i mean there's really nothing out there that teaches you those things right i remember when i started my business all right, I need to send an invoice. How do I do that? <laughs> right? Yeah. <Yes. laughs> Just stupid stuff like that. Like, okay, um, how do I register my business? Like, how do I register an LLC? Right? I mean, totally. You've totally. got to be scrappy and you have to kind of figure it out on your own. But exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you've got certainly you have accountants and, and bookkeepers, but I, I don't know. When I, you know, when I approached my accountant and my bookkeeper back then, you know, they kind of like, they gave me reports every quarter, but they really didn't, maybe, I think it's just beyond the scope, <clears throat> maybe, of what they do, you know, because they do real accounting stuff. But the real basic stuff, I don't know, there's an assumption like you're meant to know this stuff, but how do you know this stuff? Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so so today we're talking about increasing store cash flow and, yes. you know, why that's important. Uh, but what do you think is a major problem specifically for e-commerce brands? Yes. So the main issue with e-commerce and, you know, I like, I do have a lot of e-commerce clients and the fundamentals are the same with bricks and mortar retail and e-commerce retail. And I think the biggest problem that um, most e-commerce um, retailers or e-commerce businesses have is they sort of don't understand the flow of cash through their business. and Fundamentally, they don't have really um, a way to track or forecast their cash flow. And uh, if they do, then it's a really complicated way, usually, you know, on advice of the accountant. But that's, I think, the biggest problem that I see today with, with all the e-commerce um, retailers that, that come to me anyway. Yeah, for sure. So obviously, cash flow is important to run a business. I mean, without cash, you're not going to get very far. Exactly. Uh, but but what are some ways that you can improve your cash flow and just make sure you have cash on hand when you need it the most? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first part I think I'm uh, I mentioned is sort of tracking your cash flow because you know there's that old um, saying that what gets measured gets managed. So you know just by the act of tracking your cash flow, you can start to see what's happening in your business, what you're paying out, what income's coming in. But that whole basic exercise for it happened for me and it happens to all my clients it's almost like they're putting on x-ray vision glasses right you can just sound like wow is this really what's happening in my business so that's the first thing i would do i, I would get you to start tracking your cash flow the follow-on from that is to start to forecast your cash flow which is also a great way to tell the future because once you've got sufficient data from your tracking and you can predict with a high level of accuracy what's going to happen in the future by manipulating the numbers. So that's what, that, you know, they're two really big things there. The other thing is, you know, most e-commerce um, retailers or e-commerce stores, the other thing we can do is we can work on our um, supplier terms. So, you know, making sure that we have really good supplier terms, that's when we pay our bills. And, you know, talk to our suppliers about extending those payment terms because, you know, an extra 15 or 30, or if you can push for an extra 60 or 90 days, can help you so much with your cash flow. And, um, you know, most suppliers are, um, you know, they're willing to work with you um, on, you know, extending those payment terms. 
the other quick thing, I think I don't know how many I've rattled off, but the other uh, important thing that I think is often overlooked is to get a handle on our expenses. Now, this seems basic. This is like, you know, everyone says you got to look after your expenses, but what I'm suggesting and what I want business owners to do is to actually have a system in place so they're constantly working on reducing their expenses. Um, and it can be just something very simple, you know, um, perhaps once a month, we just work through each ledger in our PL statement. And it might be that we'll just work on, you know, looking, reviewing our electricity bill or internet bill or something like that. But, you know, a 1% reduction in a few things, few expenses over the course of the year really adds up and really can flush your bank account with cash. Yeah. And I think a really good example of that is payment processing. Right. Yes. Trying to get a good yes. deal on that, whatever you can, right? Absolutely. And the great thing about payment processing now is there are starting to be a lot more players in the marketplace, right? So you really have, I think, as an e-commerce retailer, some leverage in going to the market with, you know, just having a having a look at what's available um, and then approaching somebody. And I think, you know, a lot of the big players too are starting to realize this as well. And uh, I've had a few of my clients being able to renege uh, some of their rates, you know, just by approaching them. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's really important to reduce expenses where you can, I mean, something like payment processing, it doesn't matter who's processing your payments, right. As long as they're yeah. reliable. Exactly. Um, but, but let's talk about tracking cash flow. Um, yeah. What's your approach to that? Okay. So my approach is so simple that, and I think that's why it's often overlooked. So what we do, is basically we just use a very simple spreadsheet, either Excel or Google Sheets. And um, as retailers, I think it's important that we track our cash flow weekly. And so what we do is we just go into our bank account, download the data for the previous week. So most of my retailers and e-commerce stores, you know, we track from Monday to Sunday. Uh, that just happens to be our week, but whatever it is in whichever part of the world you are. So once we export the data, from our bank account. And then it's just a matter of entering that in into our spreadsheet. So it's really just listing our income for that week, whatever expenses we physically paid out of our bank account that week. And your figure that is left over, you know you've done it right if it marries up with the end figure in your bank account. So that sounds so easy. And it is, but it's often overlooked. I think we often get you know, muddled up or it's easy for us to complicate it because typically our cash flow uh, report through our bookkeeper or our accountant comes every quarter or, you know, every month, if you will. And it's bundled in with a whole heap of other reports and it's so easy to get lost, right? And the other thing is, you know, you can do these, um, pull out these similar cash flow reports with Quicken and MyOb and Zero, But for me, and what I found with clients, there seems to be a certain power in keeping it really simple where there's no other distractions in the software and just a very simple spreadsheet. And you're really just focusing on entering data in and entering data out. Yeah, I think I think that's a great approach. <laughs> Obviously, I think the, the biggest thing that uh, retailers struggle with the most is just like, obviously cash flow, but I think what influences that the most is just inventory, right? Yes. And so kind of going back to what you said before, you know, negotiating payment terms with manufacturers or suppliers of your products, it's a really great way to make sure that those expenses are hitting later when you have more cash on hand when you need it the most. Exactly. Can you, can you speak to that just a little bit? You know, what's your experience with that? How, 
how easy is it to get them to extend extend payment terms and how yes. successful have you been with that in the past? Absolutely. So yes, I've had a lot of experience with it with my pharmacy-based businesses and in getting uh, my clients to do the same thing. So when you approach your supplier, it's, you know, you, you've just got to make sure that you build a business case for yourself. You can't just go up to them and say, hey, can you reduce my, or can you increase my payment terms or can you give me a discount, right? You've really got to be, be prepared. And one of the ways that we do that is just by understanding what your previous purchases are and forecasting out what your, pre, what your ongoing purchases might be. So then you can, you know, walk to Mr. Supplier or Mrs. Supplier and say, hello, can, you know, I'm looking at increasing my payment terms and they're obviously going to say no, which is what they say. And they say, and then you just need to build a case for yourself. Say, hey, I, it would, it's going to help me improve my cash flow. I'm going to eventually end up having more sales and consequently I'm going to continue to buy more product off you. And you see my sales are going up. You're going to have me around as a longer customer. We can do much better business together. And, you know, if you approach it like that, and try and find a win-win kind of solution. You know, they may not give you 90 days. Um, they may reduce it to 60, or they might suggest another method. They might give you a discount on paying early, which you can also start to, to negotiate as well. You know, a couple of percentage points, if you, you know, if that works for you as well, can also be saved. But the crux of the matter is making sure that you go to your suppliers with some ammunition on how you can both win out of this situation. And, you know, pitching it, yeah, as, as a long-term, like, you know, you're a lot, you're going to be around for a while. We're going to do business together for a while. And it's a win-win for both of us. Exactly. I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's, it's a business relationship, right? And that relationship is what's important. And as long as you can find some synergy on both sides, and ultimately you're going to have a much better, you're going to have better chances of getting what you want, yes. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like if you have a marketing engine that's set up, you know, put X dollars in, get X dollars out, and you could use that money to kind of fuel that fire and then end exactly. up ordering more products in the future. Who wouldn't go for that, right? Exactly. Yeah, within within reason. And as long as it's a win-win situation, that's that's it. I think the, the biggest mistake we make is um, we try and go in for a slash and burn type attitude. And, you know, we expect them to give us the discount without really putting our business case forward and, and being nice and also thinking about them. I think the win-win is really important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so what do you think most retailers are doing wrong when it comes to maximizing their cash flow? Yeah, sure thing. So, you know, a couple of things that we've already spoken about, which is, you know, not keeping a control of the expenses. But the other thing that's really, really important is making sure that our inventory is lean is one really big thing. So, you know, what do I mean by that? Retail and e-commerce, really hard game, right? Quite often it's seasonal. And, you know, we need to buy, um, we need to make sure we've got inventory that suits the season. And sometimes we make mistakes and we end up with too much stock. When we do get to that stage, we need to make sure that we have a system for clearing it out really quickly. And I guess that falls under the umbrella of, you know, stock optimization. So we just really need to make sure that we have got systems and procedures in place that we're staying on top of our inventory and ensuring that we're driving stock turns up and, making sure that we've got the right things at the right time. So I think that's really important. The other thing that's a quick win for um, e-commerce retailers, and I think e-commerce retailers do this a lot better than bricks and mortar retailers, is um, working on our average dollar sale or average sale per client or whatever whatever you call it in, your, in that part of the world that you live in. So that's a really quick way 
to increase your cash flow, right? Your customer's about to check out and Amazon does this really well. And I think, you know, it, like I said, uh, it's easy to do for an e-commerce. We can suggest other things that you need to buy. Yeah. And those things, um, really simple things, if we put ourselves in the mind of the consumer and, you know, just try and think about what other products can we recommend exactly the same way that Amazon do it really well, I think. We all, as e-commerce retailers, have the opportunity to do the same thing. And the, our average dollar sale is one of those things, you don't need to push them, uh, you know, you don't need to push it that hard. Like, you know, um, a couple of percent, you know, 10, 20%, which may not look like much per transaction, but if you compound that for however sales you have in a day, multiplied by most e-commerce stores are trading 365 days a year, you've just, you know, for a little bit of brain thinking and a little bit of coding on your site, you've actually in improved your cash flow significantly without really doing much money on marketing and that kind of thing. So I think that's often a, uh, a lost opportunity, both in e-commerce world and bricks and mortar. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so we actually have a client that, I mean, they're, they're a very small operation. They, you know, they actually make a lot of their products by hand. But one upsell that we do with them is a Rush My Order product that gets mm. upsold to them at the pro on the product page, on the cart page, on the checkout page. Yes. 50% of the customers actually go for that. And it's an extra 10 bucks. Wow. We increase our average order amount by $5 across the board. Wow. That's such a good statistic. That's fantastic. Well done. That's awesome. So anything else you'd like to add about, you know, just maximizing cash flow? Yeah, sure thing. I think one of the um, important things that um, I'd like to touch upon is, you know, really looking at our profitability piece as well and making sure that we understand our margins, which um, is really important because quite often, and this happens to a lot of my clients as well, without really understanding the margins that we're making for our product, we think we might be making money and it might be you know, turning over. We might be generating revenue, but really without respect to how much actual money that we're banking per product, I think that's an overlooked um just an overlooked aspect out of retailing and e-commerce in general. So I think really understanding our, our margins is, is super, super important. And, you know, trying to push the envelope uh, with respect to the marketplace on how high we can raise our margins for these particular products. So I think that's super important. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, you need to know your margins. Uh, yeah. If you don't know your margins, you're in big trouble. I mean, yeah. even if you just want to focus on marketing, put money into marketing, you're never going to know what you can afford to acquire a customer if you don't know your margins, right? Exactly. And, you know, you can see, oh, all these orders are coming in, we're doing great, our revenue's yes. growing, but if you're not profiting, then what's the point, right? Exactly, exactly. And one other thing I'd like to touch on that kind of adds to the topic here is, you know, there are ways that you can make money on just the shipping costs that you charge to your customers. Yep. Um, there are Absolutely. platforms that partner with, you know, are the major common carriers here in the US, like UPS, yep. uh, like ShipStation. Uh, our clients see a 50% discount on the shipping costs that they charge their customers. So they're actually profiting on the shipping costs. And those are the same rates you would get from UPS directly. So Absolutely. it's just another great way to increase your cash flow. Yeah, why not, right? The opportunity is there. Yeah, we should be looking at every part of the value chain to the customer. 
and looking at ways that we can respectively, you know, raise our margins in, in each aspect. Super, super important. Yeah, absolutely. The, the other thing I want to talk about in margins, and I this happens a little bit in e-commerce world, a lot in, in bricks and mortar world. And the reason that most business owners forget about their margins is quite a lot of the time they're too busy playing the discount game with the other e-commerce player or the other retailer down the road which we, as we know, is just a spiral race down the bottom, right? You're trying to compete on price and um, without really understanding the effect that's having on your business because you're thinking, okay, I'm going to reduce my price. My revenue is going to go up, but really how much money are you going to make when you're starting to reduce all your prices? So, Yeah, I mean, you have to be completely aware of what that does to your profit margins when you totally. d- discount something, right? And mm-hmm. I don't think anything should ever be discounted. That's my opinion, but you're just not going to attract the right customers with that. And you're going to create a, a following of customers that only buy from you and your products are on sale. And like you said, you're racing to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I think in e-commerce world, we have this such a great opportunity that because many of us have a global marketplace, we really can understand our ideal customer a lot better, our ideal avatar, and really create our solution based on our products for them. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's so much more important uh, that, that we're able to do such a thing, yeah, especially in the e-commerce world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, price should really be the last thing that you're competing on. I mean, yeah. if, if, if you know how to build a brand and you know how to target your messaging towards a very specific customer avatar, like you mentioned, then mm. at, th- at that point, you're more than just a product with a name on it, right? Exactly. Your brand. You're a brand and you're providing an experience for your cu- clients yep. and customers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Alvin, what would you say your secrets to scale are? <laughs> My secrets to scale are keeping things really simple and also focusing on the fundamentals first, because from what I found, it's so easy for us to get overcomplicated with all the all the greatest things that are going on in the marketplace. You know, one guru saying do one thing, um, and but all these strategies that we're trying to do, if we haven't got the, our baseline set up in our business, there's not going to be a way for us to track and measure if any of our initiatives are having any success really to to a good metric. So simplification and fundamentals, I think, are really really important, and especially in the current environment, it's often overlooked. Yeah, for sure. I think that's great advice. Uh, is there anything that I did not ask you, Alvin, that you think might benefit the audience? Yeah, no, I think we covered everything. What I would um, probably like to say is I think it's really important as business owners and e-commerce uh, uh, retailers are the same and, and bricks and mortar is to sort of have an understanding about ourselves and what we want out of our life, what really excites us, what our vision is, and you ensure that we use our business as the vehicle to provide that for us. Because quite often business gets really hard and it's so easy to fold fold the cards or fold the decks in if if we don't have a greater purpose on what we're trying to achieve. And I, and I would um you know I would suggest that it's beyond money, you know? So that's just my little, my little teaser there. <laughs> no, you're right. It is beyond money. I mean, if you're, if you're in business just to make money, yeah. why would you, why would you do that? Right. I mean, you're going to go at least a couple of years without making anything. Right. And then, 
uh, you know, eventually you'll, you'll get there, but that's not what's going to drive you to get there. Exactly. Right? You need, you need that purpose and you need that fulfillment that you get from just building something great Absolutely. and having a mission and a purpose. Yes. Uh, you know, you need that clarity. You need that North star that you can follow. Absolutely. That's going to keep that passion inside of you alive because like i said money's not going to get you there if it's no, just about no. the money that's those are the people that just fall over and, and give up right yes absolutely you know and when things get hard especially when you're starting to really ramp up your business and you know you've got to start to create systems and procedures and when you start working on your business it's going to get a little bit tough initially you know it's so easy just to give up but without that like you said that north star um it's going to be hard to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's an understatement to say that things are going to get tough Yeah, and it's going to be a roller coaster of emotion and the highs are high. The lows are very low. That's right. And it's lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another great point. So Alvin, what's a great way for any, anyone listening to get in contact with you? Absolutely. So go to my website, alvinnasicoaching.com. Uh, you can, um, that's where all my information is. You can find me on LinkedIn, Alvin Nasi, Facebook, pump my name into Google. You, I'll come up everywhere. And if this is something that you want to talk about in your e-commerce business, we can continue the conversation uh, online. Awesome, man. Well, we'll be sure to link that up in the show notes. And thanks again, Alvin. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tana. Thank you for listening to another episode of e-commerce secrets to scale. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss another episode. This podcast is sponsored by Ranksy Digital Marketing. If you own an e-commerce business and you're ready to take it to the next level, visit our website at ranksy.com. That's R-A-N-K-S-E-Y.com.